This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. It's The Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. You know, here's a guy. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. You heard the laughter of Chris Mascaro. So why do you love Liv so much? I'll reach across and slap him. We fired J.R. Ross. This court case doesn't matter. I didn't feel the need to acknowledge him. This guy can roll his rock. Big match coming up. I'm going to be needing a caddy. Why don't you try him a little left? Why don't you try back and up? Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head You have circled an area of interest. Oh, I'm just not right. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? I'm my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. When you're not shooting me. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like unfolding lawn chair. Set right up, folks. See if you can out. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me. This is a waste of everybody's time. Gunga, galunga. Chris Mascaro filling in as host this week. Brian got a call in the wee hours of the morning from Rivermont today. A band of turtles had actually <laughs> formed. They heard he was anti-turtle, so they were out there attacking his statue. There are pieces of bronze flying everywhere. He's off trying to fight them off. We hope to hear from BK later in the show to hear how he's making out. But this morning, I've got J.R. Ross from Team Ross Golf on the other side of the table. With me, Good morning, J.R. Good morning, Good morning Chris. That's a fine opening. That's, 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 that's a fine opening right there. Yeah, I, I heard the turtles. You know, all this wet weather we had on Friday, and they're they're all out. They're all out of the water now because right. they can get water. And then they saw the they saw the the the, um, the statue. Statue. Thank you. Lost a word there. <laughs> they saw his statue and they they went right for it. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Right. You hear he's anti-toto. We're coming for you as soon as we get the opportunity, and they got it. <laughs> Absolutely. We've got Adam Crooks back on the other side of the glass because he remembered that golf pays the bills and racing costs money. How are you, Adam? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Actually, it didn't cost me any money to go to the race last week. He was on dad's scholarship still? No. No? No, no, no. no. I was on the racetrack scholarship. Okay. Oh, look at you. So how'd you make it? Did your driver win? Uh, No. No? He did not. Yeah. It was close, though. BK said his his drivers didn't win either, but they were in it all day, so we felt better about that. At least they gave him a chance, gave yeah. him a rooting interest all race long. Who who won? My son was there, and he's not a race guy, but he loved it. But who? I don't even know who. Daniel won. Suarez was that kind of like a dark horse, or was that a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Okay. Well, with BK not being here, of course, what are we going to start off talking about? We're going to start off talking about live. <laughs> That's what Yay, we do. The better tour. That's right. There you go, Adam. You get credit right wow. off the top. The live. We talked last week about the return of Anthony Kim. JR, it's been 11 years since we got to see AK playing in a tour event. I wasn't sure the news was real, right? We did, we, we've heard rumors throughout the years, right, over the last decade about why he left and an insurance policy. Was that taken out? Did he have to give the money back if he was going to go out there and play anymore? And, and since he took it, you know, what, what was happening with him not being there, not being around? No one saw him. It was sort of like sightings of Bigfoot, if <laughs> right. you heard about Anthony Kim's sighting. Correct. But now we got him back, and he's actually out there playing golf. What did you think about what you saw? I think I probably saw about what I expected. I mean, uh, what do you shoot, two 76s and a 74 on the final round? That's and right. I think they tried to sell that final round as, well, he's making progress. Well, you know what? Uh, that's to me, he's not making progress. It's, he shot two shots. He shot two strokes better. 
Um, but, you know, we commented on it briefly. I, I just think it's really, really hard to take as much time as he took off. And, again, we don't know if he was playing, what he was doing, but I'm sure he was playing golf. He just wasn't playing competitive golf. And I think it's hard to take time off at that level and feel that you can go out and compete in any sport, but especially in uh, individual sport. I mean, because you are the – you're it. You know, you can – your poor play can be masked. I mean, an offensive tackle can, can miss six, six weeks – uh, maybe a year and come back. He's still got he's still got the guard next to him, and he's got guys picking him up. There ain't nobody picking you up in <laughs> golf. If you're missing putts, it's on you. And it's a lonely place. Yeah, and I mean, and, and playing tournament golf is not the same as playing golf with your buddies. I don't care how much money you're playing for. Uh, Tiger would be the first one to tell you that. You know, you got to get out and get under the gun and play and compete. Tournament golf is so different. I mean, I always said everybody has a. A dry swing or a dry swing or a practice swing. You have a driving range swing. You have a golf course swing, and then you have an under the gun swing. And just a, I mean, in my opinion, the two guys under the gun swings were, that were better than any of their other swings were Tiger and Jack, because they cause they knew how to perform under. They liked when they liked the under the gun swing better, and uh, and perform better as we all know. But yeah, I mean, so him to go out there and just think well, I'm going to waltz back out there and. Uh, and anybody else thinks that it's taking time off from injury or family problems or work situations, it's not the same in this game when you go back. Yeah, so let's take that a half a step further, right? To your point, there is a difference between playing golf, and Bobby Jones talked about this, right, way back when. There's a difference between playing golf, playing tournament golf, and then playing tour-level golf. Correct. All of those are very different. Not even in the same league. Yeah, So, and it's funny because you know, with Anthony Kim coming back and Twitter all the buzz or X or whatever we're calling that thing nowadays – you know, people X, were <laughs> X. People were all, you know, <laughs> debating about, hey, I'm a scratch golfer. I'm a plus one or plus two. I could go out there and play on the Live Tour. I could go out there and play on the PGA Tour. Well, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a little insight on that one. Uh, I was probably 16, 17, playing high school golf, and I, I could play a little bit. And my uncle, who played four years at Ohio State and could play a lot of bit, and uh, he's out there on the driving range with me, watching me hit balls, and I was. In my mind, I was hitting it really well. And he just looked at me in very, very dry Italian uncle way, looked at me and said, that might work here. He said, that ain't going to work under pressure. He said, you think, you think that's good out here and it might be? He says, let me see you make that move at the ball under pressure. It's not going to respond. And it's the same thing on a tour. I mean, they're out there. It's, it's not the same game. Everybody that knows, you know, I, you made the perfect example. I love it. You know, when you got the guys that are members at the club that – you know, they, they're plus ones or plus twos. And, you know, if you're not if you're not even entertaining the thought of shooting 67 or 68 every time you tee it up at your club, you got no chance. None. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. I mean, and even then you probably don't have a great chance. It's just that hard out there. Well, as we know, right, they're not keeping handicaps out on the PGA Tour, right? So No. A but, lot of those, but, but surprisingly enough, a lot of tour players – do keep a handicap at a club if they're a member at, and they're like plus sixes and sevens. That's and, exactly. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Those guys are plus six, seven, eight. Yes. Right? And they're doing that every course every week. They're not just doing it at their home course. That's right. So back to Anthony Kim for a minute. Is this a disaster for him because he finished last and by a large margin in last? Do we cut him some slack because – it has been a long time because he hasn't been out there and under these conditions. He might have been out playing in Vegas, and we don't know, but there's been speculation that he's playing money games and all that sort of stuff. And to your point, that has no relation None. to what it's like to play out on tour. But the, is this a disaster for him? Because he signed on, from what I've read, to play on the Live Tour for the rest of the season. Do we say, well, you know, this was the first time out. Let's, let's give him a few tournaments, or do you laugh him off the, off the tour? Well, I think, he gets a, you know, I think he gets a pass being the first week back but I mean again and you look at it and say where do we go from here well he can't go anywhere but up I mean <laughs> he can't finish worse than last so uh so every every week it's next week the next time he plays it should yep. be better it can't be worse <laughs> um and again will he get better probably I mean if he's if he's truly healthy yep. and, and mentally is there um yeah he'll get better because he's good I mean it's he's proven that he can play but again it's the time away from the game, and he is playing whether you like it or not, Brian, and I'm not a big fan of it either. 
he is playing against some of the greatest players in the game on the live tour now. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, he'll get, he'll, I think he'll get better, but I don't think we'll ever see what we could have seen. Well, he yeah. could finish last by more. That's, well, that would be worse. You're, you're very good, Adam. That, that's, yeah. that's, Thank two. You. Yep. that's two already, yep. Adam. Very, very good. Yeah, he could finish last by more. Speaking of what happened to him, on Thursday he put out a video. about He was out there in a practice round saying, I've missed the competitive part of the game. I'm here to bust everybody's behind. Didn't do a press conference. But in the video he said he'll tell his story when the time is right. But right now he's focused on golf. So, look, all of our curiosities were peaked. At least we'd look to see what he would do and how he finished, right? right? So at least there's that. But let's take that a half a step further. Are you rooting for him to play better, or do you not care now? We saw it. It wasn't good. I'm not paying attention anymore. I'm probably at the I don't really care stage because I don't really – I mean, this is going to chirp you a little bit. I don't really care about the live tour. I mean, I care about the players. I care about the players now. I don't yeah. just like, I don't really care about the tour. So I really I mean, will I watch it? Yeah, if there's nothing better on. I mean <laughs> if I if I've seen if I've seen that episode of Gomer Pyle about twenty seven times, I might watch the live tour. No, I mean I'll watch it, but no, I don't I don't really care. Yeah. I don't it doesn't move my needle. Does it move yours? I don't know, a little bit. Look, I it did pique my curiosity. Right. I wanted to see what what he would do. And, you know, we saw some videos prior, you know, in the practice round of him hitting, you know, shots hither and yon and asking for a mulligan and that sort of thing. So if he comes out the next two events and finishes last place, where, where's your interest level at that point? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm rooting for the guy. I don't know what his backstory is for what happened. So, and I'm sort of curious to understand yeah. understand it. And, you he's know, not a bad guy. Room. He's not a bad guy. No, I mean, he's a dad girl and yeah. all that sort of stuff. I'm a dad girl. Yeah. Um, a girl dad, girl I should dad. say. I, yeah, I, I knew I'm a, I, I, yeah, I knew I'm a girl you're, dad. You're a dad I, girl? I, 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 well, you got to be careful in today's world, Adam, yeah, well, how you approach that comment. I'm a girl dad, and so is he. So, yeah, yeah I mean, and I, I, but look, it, it's a, it would be a good resurrection story. Yeah, it would. Right? And so I'm rooting for that sure, story. Sure, I don't. So we'll I'd see how to, it plays I'd out. love to see him do well. I don't yeah. dislike him. So, Adam, is Anthony Kim now your new favorite golfer? No, it's still Danny Willett. What is Danny Willett's injury status now? He um he had surgery on his shoulder back in September. Oh, you got something in common. I know, JR. bad yeah. shoulder, right? I no. I'm he, hopefully he's going to play in the Masters, although we're not a hundred percent sure oh. whether he's going to make a guess. So do you not care about the Masters if it goes off? No, there's 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 no Danny Willett. I don't care. Yeah. I think CBS doesn't yeah, care there's, either. There's no no Danny Willett, no Louis Oosthuizen. Yeah, I mean you know crowds, right? You're talking but, before yeah. crowds. If, if you lose. If you lose Danny Willett to the, in the Masters, you probably lose a lot. Yeah. yeah. Ticket, ticket, ticket scalping of tickets just went down. It really did. If that <laughs> announcement comes out, you can get those tickets cheap now. <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about uh, what else is going on. Rory McIlroy speaking at his press conference this week, and uh, he was asked about comments that his former manager Chubby Chandler made regarding Rory's change of heart on Live and rumors that Rory might go over there. Now, Chubby said he doesn't need the $750 million or whatever they paid John Rahm, but it's odd what Rory's done and where that possibility could go because, you know, wh- whether he, he does it or not, and, and Chubby says, like, I don't know, right? But if Rahm can do it, most guys can do it. Then he said, I think, number one, there's a 10% possibility of him favoring going over to live. So first he said, I think there's a good possibility. Then he came back that down to a 10% possibility of Rory going over to live. And when Rory was asked about those comments – you know, he talked about how, well, you know, it's probably somewhere in between 10% and a really good chance, which to me, JR. That's about 55% right? if I look at in between. Exactly. So that to me says, you know, and, and he went on to say, look, look, Chubby and I spent some time together over in the Middle East earlier this year. So maybe Chubby knows something. I think, I mean, I think there's obviously legitimacy um, to that. And I personally think that. With everything that's gone on, I mean, some of these guys are, feel like nobody's dealing from the top of the deck, and I don't blame one side or the other. But sometimes you got to force somebody's hand, and if all these guys start defecting, uh, and I think the money is on the other side to, to allow them to all defect, what does that tour, tour, turn the tour into? Right. And as far as for sponsorships, I mean, yeah. the money's going to be there because it's already committed, but. But if nobody's watching it, eventually, uh, you know how that goes. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, 
all this other stuff, whatever. What I thought it was interesting is Rory didn't come out with an emphatic, you know, oh, right. Chubby doesn't know what he's talking about, right. or there's no way I would go, or any of that sort. I, I expected the impassioned denial. But and, I think and that's not that part that of, means anything because think, everybody's sure. done that. But I think that's part of him maybe playing the game and posturing for, that's some, what for, I wonder. for something to happen, saying, okay, you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there that, you know, you don't have me in your back pocket forever. And uh, if you don't do something here pretty soon to make something happen, well, you know, maybe maybe you might lose me. That's right. You know, and I think there's a couple guys that will never leave. I don't Tiger's not going to leave. We know that. I don't think Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth leave either. I think their commitment is very strong. Not that Rory's isn't because Rory went through a lot. But I just think, uh, you know, Victor Hovland's obviously a big target that they could go get him. Um, you know, nobody talks – about and he doesn't he's not doesn't move the needle that much but you know Ricky Fowler you know that that's a name that you don't see him leaving Tony Finau I mean again he doesn't move the needle a whole lot but it's still he's a feather in the PGA Tours cap at this point sure well a I mean, name right I mean you can't you can't have all your players start going over there right. right and I and I think back to what you said a moment ago I think this is Rory posturing like look I'm gonna leave it out there that maybe. And, you know, if you don't start doing the things that I want, you know, want to do, and speaking of things that he wants to do, and we touched on this a little bit last week, but he has talked about how the tour needs to be global and right. something along the lines of the Premier League like we see over in soccer where you've got sort of a tiered system where you've got the best of the best at the top and you've got to play well to stay there. And if you don't play really well, you get relegated down to a lower-level league, right. whether that's the DP World Tour or the Asian Tour or the Corn Ferry Tour, whatever. Sure. But he's got a vision for this kind of tiered process. And if you're not going to follow that and you're not going to listen to me and we're not going to make this a world golf league and this is just an American tour, maybe Rory is kind of planting the seed that, sure. you know what, unless you start doing some things like that, I'm out. And I and I think that plan is a good one. I mean, I, I like, I like do that. Do you? I, I do, you know, because I personally, the guys, if I don't think the PGA Tour can ever be what the PGA Tour was before Live. You know, Brian would argue that, and, you know, I just don't know how all these guys come waltzing back in that left. And, you know, even if you give them these other guys money, you don't know how, who to give how much or what. You don't know how to make that. It just doesn't. How to make people whole? Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't work. So, but now if you put together a whole new entity that they all feed into, now, you know, now you don't have to pay anybody back because you can't look at Brooks Kepka and say, well, you know what? You're coming back to the PGA Tour because you're not. You're playing for something else. You still play in in this area, but it all feeds into, like you said, the top. Yeah. And I, I just don't see how I don't see how it can be formed to move forward without something like that happening. Because again, I don't see these guys playing on the PGA Tour ever again. Well, I mean, let's talk about you know, how do you make guys whole, right? Well, that's I think that's why the, the strategic sports group came along right. and Arthur Blank and all these guys with their initial investment of a billion and a half, right? It's not like the, we're going to have the strategic sports sure. group open or invitational, <laughs> right. or right? They're not coming right. in to step in for sponsors Great that have point. Right. that have left. They're, I think they're trying to come in and the tour is trying to take that money and say, hey, you didn't take the 300, 400, whatever X number millions of dollars. Here's some money for you, Jordan Spieth. Here's some money for you, Justin Thomas. Here's some, right. It's kind of dull it but out. But then, do that you way. think at that point, then you can say to these other guys, okay, all right, now come on back yeah. and we all play on the PGA Tour again? I think so. I mean, you know, look, Justin Thomas has talked about how you know he thinks there, there should be some retribution. And look, let, let's be honest, Brooks Kepka isn't writing a check to anybody to come <laughs> no. get, to come back. No, right? no, right. And, and I don't. And he's not giving any money back to somebody. Right. That's not that, that's never going to happen. No. Now whether they they would charge that to, you know, the live tour like look, you got to give us some more money to put in I don't know, right? That, that's why, that's why I just don't think it can happen that way. I just think it's I I I just when you start talking about retributions, I just don't think it how you figure out how it's it's fair um and that's why I think if but if you had a new like you said a premier league or whatever whatever you call it. Yeah. These guys now, okay, well, you know what? The, and the PGA Tour could still exist at some level, like you said, like the DP Tour does, uh, the the Corn Ferry. I mean, you can still have the – and they you have to qualify to play in these world premier events. Yeah. But so to that end, right, I mean, 
by and large, the PGA Tour is an American tour. Right. right? We're not out there playing international Correct. events Correct. for the most part. Every once in a while there is one. Mexico. But, yeah. Or what, yeah. Like, you know, we, have, we have a couple of them, right. but it's not. Right. Um, but I think that's what you know Rory is looking for is like, hey, let's play a handful of tournaments in the U.S. Let's play a couple in Canada. Let's play a whole bunch sure. over in the U.K. and Europe and South Africa and yeah. Australia well, and all and, that. And, sort of and stuff. you know what? I think it. I think that grows the game. I think it's um, obviously it, it grows the brand, which helps. I mean, and you're playing some great golf courses that are in other parts of the country that normally we don't get to see. And I mean, I'll throw it way back to one of the guys I was proud to call a mentor in some way, and Gene Sarazen. I mean, when they used to have the Shells Wide World of Golf, Gene was an ambassador to golf around the world. That's why we had the Sarazen World Open, because Gene wanted to recognize that golf was played all over the globe, and he wanted he wanted to be recognized that someone had won their National Open in the Finland Open or what, wherever they they got invited to play in this gathering of champions. And, and Gene, I think, I mean, he was way he was way ahead of his time, you know. I mean, as far as seeing something like that, I, there's a guy I'd like to really I'd like to see what he would how he would feel about you know what's going on in the game of golf today because he was a visionary back in the '50s. I mean, no doubt. He, he grew the game. I mean, he traveled all over the globe with golf. So I mean, yeah, that, that that's what I see Rory's probably trying to do in some way. Yeah, you can see that you know he would want to take the PGA Tour and make it that sort of global thing. Because of the the partnership with the DP World Tour, and we've already got a Corn Ferry Tour. Sure, those become the feeder leagues, and uh-huh. that's that's how it works. Right. But you, you can bet yes, or our minds in his ear about let's do this with Live. Of course. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, that's not going away. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by Drew Braswell. He is the director of the Georgia State Golf Association Foundation, plus the Georgia Golf Hall of Fame. This is the Golf Show on 680 The Fan and ninety three point seven. We are back here on the Golf Show on 680 The Fan and 93.7 FM. And now joining us is Drew Braswell. Drew is the director of the Georgia State Golf Association Foundation in the Georgia Golf Hall of Fame. Drew, thanks for coming on the program. Yes, sir. It's my pleasure, Brian. Good to be here with you this morning. So, Drew, I know you've got a new inductee class coming up for the Georgia State uh, Golf Hall of Fame. Talk about the event and when it is. Yes, sir. So we did just uh, select at the end of last year our four new inductees uh, for the 2024 class of the Georgia Golf Hall of Fame. The event itself takes place at the Atlanta Athletic Club, and this year it's going to be on March 23rd, uh, and that is a Saturday. And again, that's at Atlanta Athletic Club in Johns Creek. Um, All are welcome if you have a ticket. Uh, So I would encourage you to go on our website, www.gsga.com. Dot org and uh, purchase yourself a ticket, and we'd love to see you there. Yeah, tell us tell us a little bit about the nomination process and what goes in to you know becoming an inductee, and then obviously go in and tell us about the inductees that are going in and some of the accomplishments. Sure. Um, so the nomination process is fairly simple. Uh, anyone can nominate anyone. Uh, we have a form on our website uh, that you can go on and, and complete and submit. Um, you can also print it out and mail it into the office. Either way, uh, once we receive a nomination form, it stays active for 10 years. Uh, and then, uh, and, and I, will, I will encourage people, because we hear this a lot, uh, don't assume that someone's been nominated just because they're a big name in, in, the, in the golf community in Georgia. Um, if, if they're not nominated, they can't be elected into the class. So don't just assume that they're already nominated. Uh, I will say that. What are some um, of, What are some of the things that you're seeing as accomplishments in in the game of golf that would, you know, propose someone to be nominated? Oh gracious! Um, so we have a uh, we have a really strong senior, uh, and, and I don't want to limit it to this, but we have a really strong senior golf movement here in Georgia. Um, we've got uh, several seniors that have already been inducted. One of the one of the inductees this year is, is Bob Royak. Um, and I mean, he is, he's tearing it up on the senior, uh, amateur world. Uh, and just to kind of give you a, a brief bio of him, he was, Bob was born in New York, um, grew up playing golf, uh, won the New York State Boys Junior Am, uh, as a young, young man. Uh, and then he moved to Florida where he went to the University of Tampa, joined the golf team. Uh, he earned all American third team honors in 1982, uh, and, but we really didn't see 
his golf game kind of elevate until he hit the, the senior golf. I mean, he was, he was always competitive. He was always good. But once he hit senior golf, it was like something else just clicked for him. Uh, and just to give you a rundown, just a quick rundown of, of some of the things he's won. He's, he's won uh, a Georgia senior championship. He's won two, two, um, I'm sorry, two Georgia senior match plays. Uh, sorry, two Georgia senior championships, a Georgia senior match play, four junior senior, four Georgia senior four ball championships. He's won a Georgia Georgia mid am. He has qualified for and competed in 16 USGA national championships. And then the highlight was in 2019 where he won the U.S. senior amateur that took place in North Carolina. Um, so just kind of a, a, a quick rundown of his resume. Uh, he's and. and even with that resume, like it, he's got competition to get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, so we're seeing it from a player's perspective. We're seeing it from a contributor perspective, um, where the goal is to 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 make a name and impact the game of golf in Georgia. Uh, and our goal, as your goal is, Brian, is just to to increase the game, is to to move the game along and, and make it more accessible to everyone in Georgia. So. So if you can nominate anybody, can we nominate BK to get into the hall? Because, I mean, the guy's got a statue of Rivermont. I mean, it seems like <laughs> next thing next thing left for him to get in is the is the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's probably uh, already you this, in. You can actually nominate him. <laughs> but we have a committee that's going to select who actually gets in. So I'm not saying BK's not, not qualified, but I'll leave that out to the committee. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, talk about the foundation because you've got some great things going on there as well. That's right. So we just on Friday closed our window for applications for uh, the 24-25 academic year. Uh, just, to, just to give you a, a quick number, um, a lot of people don't realize what we as a foundation do for students in, in Georgia. Um, so as a benefit to our member clubs here in Georgia, we offer this, uh, what's called the Yates Scholarship. Uh, and this is, this is available for anyone who works at a member club or their dependents. Uh, and so they could, they could work in the kitchen. They could work um, on the range. I mean, anywhere they could work at the golf cart or the golf bags, you know, anywhere within the, the club, they're eligible. And so for this past year, for the 23-24 school year, we handed out 66 Yates scholarships. Um, wow. And the total amount given for that year was just over $315,000. Wow. That's very good. That is yeah. very impressive. Yes. Yeah. So we're doing a lot. We as a foundation, we have the mantra of we, we raise money to give money, right? And so that's, that's our goal is just to, to impact uh, people that work at our member clubs and their dependents that may not otherwise have an opportunity to, to go to the college that they want to. Drew, I don't want to let you go before we, we talk about some of the other inductees. You did a great job of talking about Bob Royak, but you've got three other mm -hmm. players that are headed into this year's Hall of Fame class. Give us a little bit on those other three. Yes, sir. So one of our other ones is John Gehring. John was born in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, he currently resides in Greenville, South Carolina, and John is one of the most humble guys I've ever met. He told me just the other day, Brian, that um, he said, Drew, not only am I having trouble finding it uncomfortable to ask people to, to buy a ticket to this event to come celebrate me, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm worthy of this nomination. But I, and, and I'm about to tell you one of the reasons he's, he's worthy. So he went to Wake Forest. He, and he played on the team, and he was he was mentored by this this guy you may have heard of named Arnold Palmer. Sounds um, familiar. I've heard that name. Yeah, Le so, lemon, uh, lemonade, nice tea. <laughs> right, right, one of those things. Yeah. Um, and after Wake, he went uh, joined the U.S. Army, and then um, after his his stint in the Army, that's when he began his career in golf. He worked at uh, the head pro at Atlanta Country Club, at Sea Island, at Peachtree. Um, but he really made a name for himself when it came to teaching. Um, and he worked uh, through the course of his life. He's worked with so many touring pros. Uh, in 1977, he became the 13th member of the PGA of America to earn master professional status. Uh, and that's the highest honor bestowed upon any PGA professional. In 1981, he won PGA professional, PGA golf professional of the year. Um, and he is currently a member in three halls of fame, and that's the PGA of America National Hall of Fame, 
Carolina's Golf Hall of Fame and the Wake Forest University Sports Hall of Fame. So just a just a, a quick glimpse into the world of John Gehring, and and you'll see quickly why he is eligible and worthy of um, just in, induction into the Georgia Golf Hall of Fame. Uh, next, we have Cindy Schreier. Cindy was born in Forest Park, so she's right here in Georgia. Um, she currently lives in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, she started playing golf around 15, which is impressive because she quickly won, like right after starting, won the inaugural Georgia Girls Championship in 1980. Um, she won the Greater Atlanta Women's Amateur Championship every year from 81 to 85. Um, she earned wow. a scholarship to the University of Georgia. She won the 1984 NCAA Individual Championship and the 1986 U.S. Women's Amateur Pub Links Championship. Uh, so many other wins that she, that she accomplished or that she achieved uh, at the UGA. Um, she played on the LPGA for 16 years. She got 23 top 10 finishes and one win. Uh, and in 2003, she was inducted into the University of Georgia Circle of Honor. Um, and so just, just a quick glimpse at her accomplishments. And then our fourth inductee is the late Carl Selden. Uh, Carl was born in Atlanta. He played golf and basketball at Clark College. He was captain of the golf team all four years he played. Uh, he went and joined the Army. Um, and after, uh, after getting out of the Army, he made history by becoming the first African-American to join the PGA in Georgia. Um, and then he went on to win several events on, on some of the African-American tours. Um, professionally, he was, he was a PGA head pro at the City of Atlanta Golf Courses. So places like Johnny White. Um, he was really involved with First Tee. He was really involved with what was called Hook a Kid on Golf. Uh, so he made his stamp on golf in, in the world of juniors, in the world of the youth. Um, and he was really an ambassador for the game when it came to, to getting – um, Atlanta's youth involved. Um, he he kind of introduced them, <clears throat> excuse me, introduced them to the game, <clears throat> and then got them loving the game. And you know, I mean, just as well as I do, and a lot of your listeners, Brian, that golf is so much more than just the game. <clears throat> it's it's an opportunity for for youth to learn about life, to learn um, all these different aspects of integrity. Um, and how to be a young man and how to, how to navigate the world. Um, and so in 1990, uh, in recognition of all that he had done for the game of golf, uh, he was inducted into the National Black Golf Hall of Fame. <clears throat> Excuse me, the National Black Golf Hall of Fame. Uh, and unfortunately, he passed away in 2020, but he left such an amazing legacy on, on the game of golf, specifically, again, with the, with the youth in the Atlanta area. So um, that's one of the reasons that, that Carl Selden is so worthy of this, of this honor as well. Uh, so that's just a quick glimpse of the four inductees that we have. Um, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great night on March 23rd. Uh, we, we really roll out the red carpet for these people uh, and their families and all that's involved. If you're at all interested, I would encourage you. Tickets are $150, and, again, you can get them on our website, and that's www.gsga.org. Uh, we'd love to see you there. Fantastic stuff, Drew. I tell you what, it's going to be a great night. I'm sure you will roll out the red carpet for these yeah. four inductees, three obviously with Carl passing away, but I'm sure right. his family and friends will come out in numbers to, to celebrate what a wonderful career he had as well. So fantastic right. stuff, Drew. Can't thank you enough for stopping by and being a, a part of the show this morning and giving us the update. Look forward to catching up with you guys again soon. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Brian. Take care, Drew. That is Drew Braswell. Again, gsga.org is where you can go to, to get those tickets. Carl Selden, oh, by the way, was also awarded Outstanding Citizen by Lewis Massey, then Georgia Secretary of State. So he's, you know, his impact on the game of golf in, in this area and just, you know, probably just in general was huge, JR. No question about it. And, uh, yeah, no doubt. And the accomplishments are speak for themselves. Mr. Gehring. Uh, you know, they spoke about, I, I had the, the pleasure of getting to know him a little bit. Is that bit. right? Yeah, when he was at Sea Island, because, you know, back in the 90s, I played the section championship all the time. We played at Sea Island, and, you know, it was amazing that no matter, you might see him once or twice a year, he always remembered your name. He'd always make time to come over and say hello to you. Just, I mean, just a, a class act. I mean, yeah, his 
another one whose resume just is incredible. But yeah, I had the pleasure of of knowing him and interacting with him, and I I couldn't say anything higher about him than you know the honor that he's getting is quite quite definitely. Yeah, he's in more Hall of Fames than you can shake a stick at. Wake Forest Sports Hall of Fame, the PGA of America Hall of Fame, the Carolinas Golf Association Hall of Fame. Like Drew mentioned, National PGA Professional of the Year back in 1981 and all over this. uh, It's just a real gentleman. I mean, you know, you never just, I mean, that's, if somebody asked me about him, what I'd say, gentleman. I mean, he just personified what you would hope to see in a PGA professional, but, but, but a father and a, you know, a husband, and he was that kind of persona. I mean, he just, yeah, definitely. Speaking on, let's take it going in a different direction. Speaking of the PGA of America, got to get your two cents because your organization has come out with a new logo. That's kind of got me scratching my head a little bit from where they went to where they are. What are your thoughts? I just don't understand it. I mean, it's, it's basically, I, I mean, I like the, the one in the circle. I don't, I, I don't, and I don't like the new slogan, really, per se. We love this game. And yeah. It, and it's, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not it's not high on my list. Um, I just thought the other one was so recognizable. Uh, this one here just looks like it. It basically says the same thing, other than it doesn't have the Professional Golfers Association on it. And it just kind of to me, this one blends in. That's I guess that's what I don't like about it. the other one. Stood out. Yeah. I, I, I you know. To your point, the new logo just uh, seems like just someone went out and created a logo on a software that right. you had you had your twelve year old yeah, do that and came a, back with this yeah, thing, well, I, and it used to have a nice little kind of like a seal, yeah. you know, kind of thing, and, and, and a nice circle. To your point, that circle, and and even as, as you know, you and your peers had achievements, right. stars would come out. Correct. Like, you got Correct. one star, two star, whatever, Correct. right? And I, I just thought that was nice and a recognition that hey, I'm a two-star person right. because I've, you know, got certified in this, that, and the other thing. And this is just kind of playing. I mean, they, they talked about how, you know, the PGA Tour out there, they play for millions. I, I think they we right. teach millions or we bring millions to the right. game. And they were looking to differentiate. I don't know if it was differentiate or distance, one of those D words, from what yes. the PGA Tour is doing. And so they came out with this new Yeah, logo. I think it differentiate just, was the word. I mean, yeah, Chris, it just, to me, it just, it, it blends in. It doesn't. Yes, it it, does, the, there's the other nothing one, nice about yeah, it. Yeah, the other one jumped out. You know, when you saw that circle with the gold in there yes. and, and the whole thing, you knew what that was. This here looks like it could be, you know, any any country club's logo. Which, yes. And I'm not downplaying a country club's logo. I mean, but the other one to me, I'll, I'll tell you what the other one to me looked like. It was as recognizable as the PGA Tour logo is, as the Augusta National logo yep. is. I would put this one in those, as far as in golf, I would put those in those three. Yeah. It's recognizable logos. I mean, if you think about a recognizable golf logo, what's the first one that comes to your mind? Yeah, well, I mean, well, the first one comes to my mind is Augusta National. That, mine as well, obviously. <laughs> and that, as my wife you. would tell you, with the 100 pieces of clothing that I have that have the logo <laughs> on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, but the PGA Tour and, and, and the shield that I wear. the P- yes. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of another country club's logo that just stands out that you recognize. I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there, of course. For sure. But, yeah, no, I, I'm not a I, fan. T- to me, the difference is the old, the old logo was one you would wear with pride. Right. Because it, 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 it just oozes that Correct. because it is kind of like a seal. But Correct. this one, you're just like, eh. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, don't, I don't put that on feeling, you know, I you know, put my shoulders back, hold my head up, and feel better about myself as yeah, much I mean, as I would, would have with you. It would be like the NFL changing the shield or, or, <laughs> or you know, right. NBA taking Jerry West off of, off of their logo. or I mean, and I guess they, in the MLB, is that – is that Ted Williams? Who's it? Can't be Ted Williams because it's not a left-handed batter. Right. Yeah. I don't know uh, who that is. I mean, New Jerry but, West is the NBA. Right. I'm not sure who. But but, that but, it, but it's certainly a recognizable it's probably logo. Probably Joe D. Actually, it could be Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. I mean, it's. But yeah. So those logos to me are, those are you see them, you know what it is automatically. This thing here looks like it could be any any private club in 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 the world. That's right. All right, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we'll talk about what's going on on that other tour at the Cognizant Classic, formerly the Honda Classic. They got a great leaderboard going into Sunday. Shane Lowry at the top of that thing, so you know he's looking to party all night with with another trophy. So it's going to be a great round, and perhaps news on BK about how the fight is going out there at the at Rivermont with the Turtles. We hope to hear about that when we come back. This is the Golf Show on 680 The Fan in 93.7. 
before you hit the links, start your morning with the golf show presented by Cleggy's Carts and PlayTheGolfIsland.com. Now back to Brian Katrick on Atlanta's Golf Station, the Fan. Welcome back to the Golf Show on 680 The Fan and 93.7. I hear rumors that we've had a BK sighting out there taking care of his statue. Do we have him? <laughs> Brian, I'm uh, I'm glad to be on the show with you. It's, uh, it's awesome to be here. <laughs> Brian, yeah, that was good, wasn't it? It's, I, I feel like hey, I'm sitting to, in studio with Brian today. Yes. Well, you know, you know, that's a good day when you do that. That's true. <laughs> Hey, look, there, there are worse things I've been called over the course of my life, so. Well, you're very kind to handle it very well, and, and I appreciate the nomination for the Georgia Golf Hall of Fame. Can you imagine? See, you, Chris, you and I haven't played golf yet, but Jr. and I have. Uh, the, can you imagine how big my ego would be when I'm on the first tee and we're trying to figure out who's going next and what groups are going to play through, and I'm in the Georgia Golf Hall of Fame? That's 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 not going to be good for me. <laughs> no, that that would oh. be a tough one to take. I, well, I think you're that's always tough. you're always in the first group, right? If there's ever any question who's teeing off first, the Georgia Golf Hall of Famer gets the tee. I, see, you get it, you understand it, <laughs> and I don't know that it sounds really good now, but I think in reality, I feel like I will abuse that privilege. So I don't know that I should do it. No, no, you never work it to your advantage. Come on, not you. Uh, I mean, I mean, can you make? I would be wondering right now. Can I custom order like a crown? Yeah, and then. I mean, it comes with a crown, right? You, know, you, you have you, a crown, don't you? you, you the best. You know, I don't think I've ever told you this, but the best one you ever pulled was I think two years ago in the member member, and uh, you and Terrell won the, the championship flight, and then we had our little shootout to see the overall champ, and you and Terrell are teeing it up, and you actually took the plaque that you got for winning the flight, and he's sitting it on the tee box on every hole as he's teeing off, and I'm sitting there, I said, wow, this is first, I've never seen this. I have a, right next to the tee marker, he puts the plaque that he already won for winning the flight. Yeah. Draw it back if you can. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look, we we won the scratch division. People needed to be reminded of that. That's right. You, didn't, you, you didn't play in no fiction division. You won, you won the real thing. Right. If I could have had it mounted as a championship belt, I would have. Yeah, and, and I think that's where you got to go. Once you're in the Georgia State Hall of Fame, I mean, I think you got to have that on a belt buckle. And you get you totally. get the BK belt buckle, like the AK belt buckle. The tattoo. Got real big the, one. the tattoo. Yeah, without, without a doubt. The neck tattoo, probably. Well, I don't know about yeah. that. I don't know. That's not a good look on that day. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's visible. It's very possible that we've gotten a slight bit ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you Anyone never know. can get nominated. You heard it here. Anyone can be nominated. Right. I think that's what yeah. JR and I have to figure uh, out over the next couple of we're months. We're already working on it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. De- uh, definitely well earned, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, on the PGA logo, they took away the circle. Right. I know. It's the same logo. I know. The well, yeah. Well, there, the there. They the did, but they also there. took away where it says Professional Golfers Association, too. That's the only thing. You're right, Brian. It looks like it could be an XYZ country club down the road in Brazelton. I mean, it's the just... same logo. And by the way, if but I, it doesn't I, I bring out, it doesn't you. have the same, it doesn't have the same uh, appeal, eye appeal. It doesn't have the same curb appeal. Yes. I think it's not circled. Right. It, it doesn't have the circle. It, it doesn't have the color and the gold and all that sort. It doesn't look like a seal anymore. It doesn't look like something that I would want, you know, hold right. up with pride as right. what I am. And now it's just sort of like, eh, here you go. PG of America, that's like nice. Gold. I'll yeah. give you that. I did like the gold. But if they did the logo in gold, all it's missing is a circle. Right. But uh, the circle is a big thing. If you, look, if you took the NFL, the shield, and took the shield off and just had the NFL on there. Yeah. Would it have the like, same? You mean appeal? like they, they? That's what they have on the footballs. <laughs> At least yeah. that's what they used to have on the footballs. But that's not on like that now. Right. So, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm... loses a little cachet. That's that's the, the yeah. bottom line. Looks loses a little. By the way, uh, you're in Houston. What's going on there? It was Austin. Austin, and, okay. uh, Texas, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. Uh, which I learned yesterday was 160 miles from Houston. Okay. So, uh, so Henry went and represented his uh, his gym, Ninja Fit, 
and, uh, and another American Ninja Warrior competition out there, which he actually won. He was the only one. There you go, the Henry. Congrats to Henry. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So that's what that was all about, and uh, we couldn't get back any sooner than this. This was the 551 flight out of Austin okay. <laughs> that got us here. Uh, so I just got back into town. How was the weather out there this weekend? Oh, it was excellent. Uh, and I, I don't know, I'd never been to Austin before, but you get working through the airport, you try to get, get out of the airport and onto their little, the, you know, the first big road. And the first thing we see is this field of gigantic longhorn yes. cows, steers, whatever they are. It's, it's not just, I mean, they put them by the airport. Right. It, uh, it wasn't a gimmick. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, Austin's a pretty cool town. I've driven through there before. It's a pretty cool town, I thought. Definitely. Adam, what's the ruling on on uh, Brian's status here as host of the show? I mean, he wasn't here at the beginning. You know, asterisks are now a big thing between the PGA Tour yeah. and the Masters and the show. I mean, personally, personally, I think I should be named the host <laughs> of the show. <laughs> but you're executive producer. I can executive produce and be the host. Wow, look at you. <laughs> Go and do it. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they just got to stop giving Taylor Gooch the microphone. What are we doing? Yeah, oh, that's, <laughs> the, that's ridiculous. The first time he, right. he compares something to oh. a Ryder Cup, which he's never even been to a Ryder Cup, <laughs> let alone played in a Ryder Cup. He's comparing it to a Ryder Cup, and now yeah. the Masters has an asterisk because he's not in the field. He's no, kind of It's sounding... not that the Liv players aren't in the field. It's that. He's not in the field. Well, you know, you know how many fans come to the Masters to watch Taylor Gooch. Of course, I they mean, do. It's more fans than Danny Willett. Is He's it? Kind of is it more than Danny Willett? I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that I have to say this, but it is more fans than Danny. Wow. Willett. He kind of sounds Patrick Reedish at the moment with some of these comments. <laughs> you know, that's vintage uh, when Patrick said he could beat Tiger back in the day a long time ago. You know, yeah, Taylor Gooch. Where, where's where's that coming from? That I mean, was that was a clown. That was a clown question, bro. Yeah, totally. What that was totally. It's a clown answer. And honestly, you know, they've got control of all of their media over there. They they should have wiped that. They should yes. never have let that. I Correct. guess that was, it was in Australian Golf Digest, but that's a friendly, that's a friendly group. That they can't let him do that anymore. That was right. That was bad. Yeah, yeah. Where's I mean, yeah, it makes no it, sense. It is a bad look, but you know, I. Obviously, we saw Joaquin Neiman sort of make a plea to get into the Masters, and he obviously has played well on, on some of the DP World Tour events that he got to go in there and, and play and win. So they, they gave him an exemption to go or a special invitation, not an exemption, a special invitation to the Masters. I kind of feel like this was this was sort of a Joaquin Neiman-esque a bit, uh, try on Taylor Gooch's part that just went horribly wrong. Well, maybe Taylor's game ought to become more Joaquin Joaquin <laughs> Nash, and maybe he would get that invite because he ain't nowhere near Joaquin Neiman's league of a player. Wow. N- no. no. Nowhere near. No. And He's I mean, not who ne- knows what this, Joaquin just won. Who knows what this win means? But he beat Taylor Gooch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he certainly did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, that, yeah, good good comment there, BK, about him. Bring that one up. That's that was terrible. That was just a terrible look for a guy who really nobody probably outside of the game of golf knew. They know him now. <laughs> maybe, maybe the wrong thing, but they know him now. All right, boys. I hear the song. Thanks for uh, for jumping in. I might miss next week, too. Who knows? Because we're going to be doing the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Be a whole lot of fun. Uh, no idea if we're going to be on the air at this point or not. But we'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Coin flip? You're a coin flip? Coin flip. It would be a game time decision, but I'll probably know. You and I, Chris and I have already been over this. Uh, We'll know Saturday afternoon at some point. All right. Good luck, BK, and congratulations to Henry again. Yes, thank you. He uh, he had a blast. It was fun watching him. No doubt. A lot of pride. See you, boys. All right, man. Drive safe home. One more wow. thing before we go. We, we mentioned we would touch on the tournament this week, right? And we got the Cognizant Classic, the former Honda. We got Shane Lowry. Yeah. He's he's in a three-way tie for the lead. Minwoo Lee, three strokes back. Your thoughts? I mean, t- look, there's nothing more fun than a Shane Lowry victory. No question about it. But I mean, and I'm a PGA Tour guy, as everybody out there listens, knows. Uh, but when I'm looking at that leaderboard right now, I mean, you go down to tied for 11th with Ricky. 
everybody else in between, other than maybe, like you said, Min Woo Lee, I mean, the, most people that know him are probably the ones they grew up with in their house. I mean, there's not a lot of household names on that leaderboard. No, Alex right. Noren, Peter Malnati, no, nothing. You got I know, nothing? I know who Alex Cam Noren Young. is. Yeah, there you, you go. You, you know, you've heard of them, but I mean, they're not. He's Swedish. What about Kevin Yu? You know Kevin Yu? <laughs> No. You're not, you're not, no. a, you're not, not a big Kevin Yu fan? Nick no. Dunlap isn't that far back. That's I mean, right. I was really hoping he was going to make uh, a charge. I just, where would, I mean, I, again, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I've been known to do that in my life. Um, where Parker would, Cootie, where, Charles Cootie's grandson? Where would this leaderboard be now if there were no live tour? <laughs> wow. That's a whole nother story. Well, that's Rory's there. Yeah, well, he, yeah. Not playing for that much money. <laughs> That's right. Well, That's there wouldn't be any signature event. He ain't moving the needle much in the leaderboard <laughs> this week, though. Cameron, you know, you got... There'd be uh, no signature events. This isn't one of them, but there wouldn't be any of those if there wasn't a... J.J. Poston's down there at four under, tied for 55th. You think he's going to come from nine strokes back? Yeah, probably. <laughs> no. No, probably not. Uh, I mean, no. if you look at it, I mean... I don't think anybody outside of uh, what? I mean, I can't see anybody be- better than nine under, less than nine under that could yeah. win this. Yeah. And, and that's and look, probably not going to happen. No. I hope Shane Lowry wins because that's a lot of fun and yeah. to see what the after party is like Definitely. when he does win. It's fantastic stuff. It's going to be a great Sunday. Sounds Folks, good. I hope you enjoy the final round. Thank you for being with us. This is the Golf Show on 680 The Fan and 93.7. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.